Okily dokily, let's put on our game faces. Game on! Woo! This is Bronco Nation, a Midwest Communications podcast. Here's your hosts, Jordan Lass and Jim Lawless. I don't know how I can't remember. Each week I got to see how many podcasts we've done already. This would be number six, Jim. What? Yeah. <laughs> Half a dozen. Wow. I, I, I'm surprised. Yeah. So I was surprised by the Broncos last week. That was a big win. Absolutely. Before we go any further, though, I do like to I would like to thank um, our farm director, Rick Shields, as uh, when I started filling in for him, uh, shoot, back in 2015, <laughs> he made avail- available as Carrig. He did. Along with whatever coffees he may have stashed in his office. I'm happy to say that that Kerrig is still running, <laughs> and there's still coffee. There's and, coffee running through you right and now. And there will be coffee running through me because I fired up a cup. Thank you, Rick. I love you. Thank you, Rick. It <laughs> smells delicious in here, by the way. <laughs> yes. Okay, back to football. Hi. So, yeah, it was. Um, it kind of seemed like they were frustrated with last week. Well, I, I, I took the week off, and considering the second half outburst, I was... Concerned for my job, didn't think I'd have one anymore because, uh, let's face it, <laughs> I wasn't bringing the wins. <laughs> McKinney stepped in and the second half, boom, and there you go. Yeah, they exploded. Right, uh, that was a boat race. Yeah, I didn't, ha- I didn't have a chance to uh, check out any of the highlights or anything, so I'm gonna kind of rely on you to uh, fill in the gaps a little bit. Um. Yeah, it just, it was, I don't know, Caleb looked really good, the offense looked really good, uh, and the defense, I mean, that's not an that's not an easy offense to deal with. No, well, here's the deal, well, I've been yelling and screaming since week one of this podcast that defense wins championships, and the defense was showing up against Illinois State, against San Jose State, against uh, uh, Pitt. Yeah. All things considered, even though Pitt put 41 on us, that's pretty good. In Buffalo, they showed up. Big. Buffalo, they showed up fabulously. Now, since then, a couple of the uh, trains have derailed yeah. somewhat, um, and I don't know why. Uh, the, again, you've got to stop the big hurt. You've got to stop that big one explosion that the Broncos seem to give up. <clears throat> and... Uh, like I said, I didn't catch any of the highlights, but it seemed like um, the defense did what the defense was supposed to do. The offense just went nuts. They, yep. they went 2016 nuts. Yeah, they did. So there you go. Um, they need to keep that up on both sides of the ball. And, they do. And we have Toledo. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a big test, man. Yeah. Every game's going to be a big test from here on out. That's the way it works. And then we're on the road next week too, right? Uh, I believe I, so. I, I believe so. Because then I know, well, hold on. Yeah, because that'll be the 23rd. I know we may not play next weekend, maybe. I we it, play, I like, think next weekend, we it, it's it's our stupid Mid-American Conference bye where we're supposed to get a week. We only get like 10 days. Again, I've, I, I've had issues with this before. We played November 3rd, some weekday yeah. action. Uh-huh. And do you know what that November 3rd game is, sir? Yeah, that's against the team up north. Yeah, exactly. But that team up north comes here. They do. Yeah. And we'll have the Hits 96.5 Jack FM Bronco tailgate, the corner of Oliver and Oliver, 
behind Waldo Stadium. Those have been awesome. So I far. love it. Oliver Street and Oliver Court. It's Oliver so weird. And Oliver. <laughs> uh, but we've been having a great time. We'll have another one uh, the week after. I think it's a Tuesday, the second week they play. November 3rd, I believe. Yes, November 3rd is a Wednesday, so never, yeah. never, geez, November 9th would be a Tuesday. Yeah, I, I knew it was Wednesday because my buddy that I work with on Sundays down in Niles is coming up for the game. Gotcha. So, and he never comes up to Kalamazoo, hardly ever. So I was trying to hook up a little time where he and I could have a couple of beers and talk about life and, and uh, the past baseball season we've done down in Niles, which wraps up this Sunday, so. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I'll just be brief about it. It's at Thomas Stadium and now it's called the Thomas Stadium Adult Baseball League plays on Sundays. Now, last weekend we had to make up for the previous Sunday which was rained out. Yeah. So that's why I had to go away because um the other guy was unavailable, so. There you go. I I was able to cover that. Yeah, this this Sunday's going to be fun. Um we have uh some or we have a wild card games at 8 and 10:30. And then semifinals at one and four, and the finals at seven. So wow, yeah, that's gonna, gonna be a full day of baseball. It's gonna be a full day of baseball, and I already have Monday off. Thank goodness. <laughs> you guys because, are squeezing it in at the right time because it's yeah. gonna start getting cold. Uh, oh, start. <laughs> it's in the seventies <laughs> today. You, have you looked at the forecast? Like fifties, sixties, fifties, fifties. That's cooler to me. It's cold. That's cooler. For baseball, See, that's cold. Yeah, for baseball, yes, that's cold. That's okay. We have a heater. Oh, the, we we'll, have a heater in the press box. I'm good. We'll talk uh we'll talk baseball playoffs later on in the podcast. Just a little bit. We'll get you caught up in what's going on. Um Oh yeah. Oh, that's been fun too. Yeah. So we've got a lot left. Uh two Bronco tailgates, like I said, November third and November ninth. Both gonna be night games, a Wednesday and a Tuesday. Uh, let's take a look at the max schedule this week. Well, it looks like we have let's, six let's, games. Let's, let's start with ours. Yeah, there you go. Because we're in the glass bowl. We are. Against the Rockets. And you can throw out records. In fact, I have with me in my right hand the 2021 football standings for the Mid-American Conference. You can find them at getsomeaction.com. <laughs> and... Uh, the West Division, since that is ours, um, Northern Illinois, where they came from, I don't know, but they lead the pack at with a 3-0 and record. Ball State, Central Michigan, and us are tied for second. Toledo behind at 1-2, and two, so they're two games back of us, and East, they're tied with Eastern Michigan in the cellar. Kent State leading the uh, East, followed by Miami, Buffalo, Akron. Uh, the Ohio Bobcats, and then the winless, as far as the conference goes, Bowling Green Falcons. Western and Toledo. Oh, man. This is tough. <sighs> throw out the, rec- you throw out the yeah. records. You want, you want to know how tough it is? I'm going to tell you exactly how tough it is. Uh, Broncos are favored by two. Two. By a safety. They are, yeah. Yeah. That's oof, it. I would not take that. No. 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 It's going to be anybody's ball game, flat out. I'm going to call it even up. Yeah, it's now, even. Now, if the Broncos from last Saturday show up in the glass bowl and can prevent Toledo's potentially high-powered offense from going crazy with those one-shot bombs, yep. we're going to have a chance here. Yeah, so. but if the 
Broncos from two weekends ago show up, we're going to have an issue. We're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So, um, I like you said, I think this is dead even. I think possibly the last team with the ball could be the winner. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. I will be back by the way, so they better not lose otherwise McKinney may come in and say get out. <laughs> you put a jinx on this team. <laughs> um yeah, so I think it go either way. Of course, I'll go I'll go Broncos. I'll say they'll get a big We we need to support win. the Broncos, so it, it's WMU all the way. Yep. Let's do that. Uh, Let's go back and check the slate here. Uh the Eagles and the Falcons. We talked about the Falcons winless Eastern Michigan at four and three overall and one and two. So this in the West. So this is a uh, this is a inner conference, inner division, or inner conference. Right. Um, I'm gonna game, s- but I'm gonna say Bowling Green gets their first uh, MAC win. Yep, I'll go with that too. I think it's just prime. Michigan's one and two in the conference. Bowling Green needs to win desperately. I, I yep. think they get it here. And Eastern's only favored by a field goal, so I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and I'll just take Bowling Green outright. Yep, me too. I I, I don't need the plus three either. I'm just going to take them straight. Yeah, yeah, you don't need the points. Northern Illinois, the surprise of probably well, no, Cincinnati is the surprise of the group of five. I want to get into that too. Yes, in just we a will. Few. But um, the Huskies and the team up north. The team up north favored by five. It's at Mount Pleasant, Kelly Short Stadium. Um, and I, I okay, I'm a diehard Cubs fan, so to hate the Cardinals is in my blood. But when you need the Cardinals to win, you say, okay, we'll give St. Louis a game. Same situation here. The team up north, no, but. <laughs> we need that. We but need that. the Huskies are there, and we need the Huskies to lose a game. So, and plus, this will throw Central and Western into a big tizzy for uh, Wednesday the 3rd. Yeah. That would be a big yeah, game. It's already big. That would just make it even larger. Yeah. So, let, so let, let's let's go the team up north. You literally just changed my mind. I was going to go northern Illinois and I'm like, you just made a great argument. It's a 5-point spread. So, if I was a gambling man, I would take Central on the 5. Yeah, give me Central on the 5. But my heart says Central straight up because we need Northern Illinois to lose one game. We do. And by the way, I believe those Huskies are coming up down the road for us. And if I'm not mistaken, the years that we go to Toledo, we go to the Calb. So, yeah. I'll, I'll have to double check on it. I don't memorize anything anymore. <laughs> I have I have too many things going on in my life. I'm just I'm just lucky to make it here. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But okay, chips. This is the only time I'm saying it. I might need a beer when I get. Oh wait a minute, I need one anyway. I might need more than one. After saying this, chips win. Yeah. Chips win. Saturday. Last time I'm saying this all year. Probably. I hope. Let's hope. Um, okay. Kent State and the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, Kent State, again, surprising at 2-1. and one. In fact, here, here's the fun thing. Um, the East Division, the overall records are all under 500. The West Division, um, 
All but the Rockets are above 500. I just wanted to throw that out there. Hmm. But, um, okay, Kent State's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, it's in Athens, um, the Ohio Bobcats' uh, home turf. So I am going to, and this is, this is an East Division game for these guys. The Bobcats will need the win, but they're at one and six compared to Kent State at three and four. Golden Flashes, I think, are going to take it and now need the five and a half. So, no, I... Or I well, actually, Kent State's a favorite at five and a half, but... I think Kent State takes what happened last weekend, and I think they blow the doors yeah. off Ohio. Okay, Miami of Ohio is down in Muncie, Indiana, to face the Ball State Cardinals. Who's favored? Ball State by five, but, 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 Miami. I would like you to take Ball State down a notch. Get them off our backs. That'd be good. But. I'm liking the Cardinals. Yeah, me too. Yeah, unfortunately. However, I will be a Red, I will be a Red Hawk fan. I almost said Redskin. That's former. They're yes. now Red Hawks. I will be a Red Hawk fan Saturday. Me too. And they kick at three thirty also, so we'll follow the game right here. Yeah, um, over on Jack FM, Buffalo and Akron. The Bulls at three and four overall. They're one and two in the East. Akron, same, but they're two and five. Uh, overall, Buffalo is a big 11-point favorite, and this game's in Akron. So, if, Le- like so if LeBron James decides to go home for a Saturday, it might fire up the zips or not. I, I just use LeBron as a, you know, it's Akron. <laughs> it's Akron, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, the Bulls should have this one, no problem. Yeah. I just don't like the 11. I think that's high. You think so? I think so. Buffalo. Yeah, but it's at Akron. Buffalo. I know. Buffalo. I like Buffalo to win, but I don't know if it'll be by 11. Okay. So, so you, you okay. So you would take Akron and the points if Probably. you were a gambling man. Probably. Okay. I'll give you that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Onward. Do we, what good national ones do we have? Ah, uh, let me take a look. Uh, we've got a game today, actually, if you're listening on Wednesday. Uh, App State is playing number 14, Coastal Carolina, at home. That's a 7.30 kickoff. Uh, it's at Coastal Carolina? No, it's at App State. It's at App State. Well, it doesn't matter because we all know about App State and what they've done in the past. They are the upset specialists. I think Coastal takes them, though. Uh, here's my upset. Appalachian oh. State. I like it. Hey, if Coastal's going to lose, I think this is a great spot for them to lose. Yeah. So I'm calling it App State Thursday at 730 21 SMU at home taking on uh, Tulane. SMU Southern Methodist University all day long. Yeah, I'll take them. Uh, and then the team that you wanted to talk about number two Cincinnati on the road taking on Navy at noon. I hope Cincinnati runs the sheet. And wins the national championship because you need to remember that the Mid-American Conference is also in the group of five. Yes, they are. 
Mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna start buying their merchandise this year just to help them out. You'll never unsee this. Luke Fickle looks like Rob Riggle. I'll show you a picture after the show, but I'm telling you, man, it's. Un- I wish there was something to put in this coffee right now. <laughs> it's uncanny. Jeez. It's uncanny. But why, uh, why did you bring that up? I had to. Why? <laughs> we were talking about it yesterday. That's so what? <laughs> so uh, what? Okay, so for the rest of the year, I'm just going Bearcat happy. Yep, me too. Because it's a group of five schools. Num- the group of five schools number two. A group of five. Not Alabama. Not George. Well, Georgia's number one. Georgia, but... yeah. I was gonna say. I'm just using. I'm just using Alabama as yeah. a reference. Point. No, I know it's weird. Yeah. Not Alabama. Not Michigan. Not Michigan State. You know, this is a little little puny group of five school. Yeah. Oh, man. Cincinnati, Ohio State. I just love this. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Okay, Bearcats all day. Uh, Penn State at home taking on Illinois. I think that's a cakewalk for Penn State. Oh, yeah. Um, Did you know that uh, Bert, uh, what's his name? I always call him Bert because he looks like a Bert. Are you talking Bert and Ernie Bert? The dude that used to coach at Wisconsin. He coached for Arkansas for a little while. Whatever his name is, forgive he's, my he's brain coaching freeze. at Illinois Yeah, forgive, now. My, forgive my brain freeze. I, I just, can't think of it either, so yeah. it's not just you. Yeah. But, yeah, he's up there, and, yeah, he's going to have a hard time. Uh, number six, Michigan at home, taking on Northwestern at noon. Here's never, ever doubt the Wildcats. I don't care what their record is. What's the spread? That's a good idea. Uh, between, yeah. And I, I think because I, in fact, if, if I remember correctly, Dan Patrick was talking about this on a show earlier when I was down in Indiana, Michigan is favored by 21 and a half by 21 and a half. You know what? I would take Northwestern and those points in a New York minute because it's going to be closer and this could be upset alert. Yep. But um, Maize and Blue should win. Yeah, I, should. Think, I think they'll get the win. But 21 is a heavy spread for that game. It's a little high for Northwestern. Yeah. Well, even even if Northwestern only had one win coming in, yeah, you still don't discount them. No. I mean, that that is a, you know, that's probably one of the best private universities in the nation that you're yeah. going to find. Yeah. Uh, even their basketball program isn't bad. No. It's not good, but it's not bad bad no it's not horrible no right but you know mm. yeah uh oklahoma on the road number three taking on kansas at noon that should be a easy win yep uh, now, now this year yeah yeah years past kansas was a power not now no uh <laughs> wake forest 16 taking on army on the road that'll be a noon kick i think we'll really find out if wake forest is legit with this game yeah because because Army is no slouch. No. Uh, Purdue in the top 25 for the first time, I think, since like 08 or something like that. It's yeah. been a while. They're going to be taking on Wisconsin 3 o'clock. Purdue Ooh. coming off the big win over then number two, Iowa. Here's the letdown. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's all Badgers. all the way. I think it's Badgers, yeah. That is classic letdown. Yep. Uh, Clemson unranked. That is still bizarre to see. Taking on number twenty-three Pittsburgh, three thirty. 
there's another coin flip. Yep. Even though uh, it's Clemson, Pitt's, but Pitt's, Pitt's number twenty-three. They are. We beat a top twenty-five team, then technically. Technically, we have technically. technically. Hey, technically, if you want to get technical about right. it. Um. Okay. At Ogeron, out at the end of the season. I, I LSU want Pitt. taking on Mississippi, number twelve at uh, Ole Miss's place, three thirty. Oh, that's Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, number 10, Oregon on the road, taking on UCLA, 3.30. Yeah, Ducks. Ducks, for sure. Uh, number 8, Oklahoma State, taking on Iowa State. I love that. Number 8, Oklahoma State. I love it. It rhymes. I love it. Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys. Go Cowboys. I didn't know they were that high. Yeah. Uh, number 4, Alabama at home, taking on Tennessee, 7 o'clock. Oh. I wish I could say upset special. I wish no. I could, but this is Tennessee. Yeah, Sorry. Tennessee's going to yeah. get spanked. Yeah. Uh, Air Force at home taking on San Diego State, who's 22. That's a 7 o'clock kick. That's a that's a coin flip. Mm-hmm. That could be a coin flip. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm curious. <clears throat> Air Force and San Diego State spread. See here, uh, just because I'm curious. Wow, Air Force is six and one. Uh, looks like Air Force favored by three and a half. I'll take I'll take Air Force. Yeah, I'll take Air Force and the points. Uh twenty four. I, UT- I don't need points. No, no, it's going to be Air Force straight out. I don't need the help. Okay, if I was gambling. Yes. If and again, don't run off to your bookie on our suggestions. Okay? No, because no, we don't want to deal do with it. the aftermath. No. Uh, and i still don't know where jordan lives so i can't help you (laughs) he'll figure it out soon uh tennessee san antonio sitting at 24 they are taking on louisiana tech on the road i think that's another coin flip yeah yep i can't call it no and and i'm unfamiliar with tennessee san antonio or with who yeah texas Texas san antonio yeah you said tennessee san antonio oh did i yeah you did whoops Oh, yeah. We were just talking about Alabama. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, number five, Ohio State on the road, taking on Indiana. I wish I could say upset, Me too, but, but Buckeyes okay. take it. Uh, number 18, North Carolina State, the Wolfpack on the road, taking on the Hurricanes of Miami, Florida. And the Hurricanes used to be a power. The Hurricanes are not a power. This is, this. Is, I don't even know if they're Category 1. No. They're like a tropical uh, storm. Yeah. yeah. I'll I, take uh, NC State. Yeah, sign me up. I I can't wait to hear what you say about this one. USC, unrated, looking for a coach. On the road, taking on number 13, uh, the team down south. I'm not even going to utter the name. Oh, they, Well, this is their annual. This is their annual game. Um, I wish I could pull the upset trigger here, too. Unfortunately... <laughs> Notre Dame, if that's really who you are, should win. Yeah, I'd agree should. there. Yeah, should being should. the key word, but should. they are who they are, and they could easily lose. Right. Um, Texas A&M seventeen. Uh, they got a lot of help from that Alabama upset. They're at home taking on uh, South Carolina seven thirty. Oh, the Gamecocks. That's another. That might be another coin flip. Just yeah. Yeah. South Carolina, they need a win. They do. 
I'll I, I, I'll go Gamecock hunting. There you go. I'll stick with A and M, the okay. Aggies. Um, yeah, we're not going to talk Lions. We all watch the no, same thing. No, the lie downs. No, we're done. No, 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 we're done. We're 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 done with them. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we know who they are. We don't need to discuss <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I don't even want to discuss my fantasy team. Shoot, now Swift is now possibly unavailable again. Yeah. yeah. Which is going to totally screw me up if that's the case. Uh, we got a lot going on, though. Uh, baseball playoffs going on right now. Schwarber! At- Atlanta, <laughs> the Bravos, um, up 2-1 on the Dodgers. I-, I really hope they pull that out. It's such a shame they don't have Acuna. Uh, there's another game today at 5, I think. Uh, yes, Red Sox and Astros. That one is tied 2-2. Uh, Bravos and Dodgers tonight, 8 o'clock. And then they play tomorrow as well. Um, I would love to see o'clock. Red Sox Braves in the World Series. I would love to see that. And it's not because I'm a lifelong diehard Cubs fan and two of my players would be playing. That would be Jock Peterson from the Braves, even though Jock was just a one year. Yeah. Or, well, half a year, actually. He was at the Dodgers before that. Yeah, I know. Um, which is, well, yeah. But the Schwab. Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber. Yep. Quick story. A lot of a lot of the uh, of the pundits online on the Cubs pages that I follow are begging Schwarber to come back. I don't want him to. No, we're fine. No. He besides the National League does not carry a DH rule right no. now. You don't need to he's, live in the past. He's there. Okay. Well, here's another argument. Well, they're training him to play first base. We have now have a first baseman. You do. Frank Schwindel. Yeah. 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 And he could, I'm sorry, I'll take a 300 hitter with some pop over a 230. With a lot of pop. With a lot of pop and a lot of Ks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I love Schwarber to death. He's found a home. Yep. He could he could stay in the Red Sox. He could stay in Boston for the rest of his career mm-hmm. easily. And he, and you know, if he's going to play first base or DH, good for him. Perfect. Great. We're good. So. I'm hoping for Red Sox Braves. Will it happen? We'll uh, see. You know, uh, basketball's back as of yesterday. Yeah. Um, at Bowl Chicago playing in Detroit. Yep. Uh, tonight, yep. seven o'clock. That's going to be a good game to watch. Yep. Cover up the ice uh, because the Red Wings were there last night. Red Wings looked good. Yeah. And again, you know, I don't have cable, but I'm following everything I see online. And even uh, Dan Patrick mentioned that the Red Wings do not look like the Red Wings of old. They don't. They look. They looked good. So Stevie um, Y is doing what Stevie Y does. Trust the process. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's yeah. Thank you. Trust the process. Lions, Tigers. Trust the process. Trust the process. It. You can't. People don't understand how sports work. You can't go from being bad to good right away. Unless you're incredibly lucky. Correct. This takes time. You I'll and take... I discussed this on Sunday with several people online. Yeah, and and well, you saw my fire up. Yeah. Well, you may have saw, seen my fire up on one guy yeah. where, where I said 78 wins is a remarkable uh, improvement. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be more. Yep. But you just don't grab it all in one year. You no, know? because people think any given Sunday, blah, 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 blah. Or, yeah. Right. Um, well, I was talking Tiger, so that's any given day, <laughs> not just Sunday. Uh, but uh, so you're you're steering back to the lighthouse again, and um, yes, I'm going to call them lighthouse until they get one win, one win. They need one stinking 
W. We can't be the only team to go 0 16 and 0 17. Right. But we very well could be. It, it well, is it is very possible though. This could happen it this could. year. It'd be they could have just, they could have two number one picks if they would be number one and, and number thirty two. Yeah, it'll be like one in like twenty five. You have no, oh that's right. You're I, not, you don't I'm, like Stafford. No, I'm don't. sorry. You still don't like Stafford. <laughs> but you know what's funny is the other day I saw something online that was like, Is Jared Goff in danger of being benched? And I'm like who writes these articles? They don't even have a developmental guy in the system. He is going to play every single week, and he's going to look like crap every single week. Well, you know what we're going to have to do when we get into deep into November and we, we look at the draft process, we look at where everyone's sitting at. And where the quarterbacks and how they're doing. Right. And then we can take a look and see, okay, is this guy – going to be able to play yes next year mm-hmm. because yeah golf yeah we, well there's david blau but you know yeah i just i just envision them they're not gonna take the quarterback this year they're gonna wait um and good they should wait so we'll see what happens right. I'm, I'm not gonna get too worried about it but right yeah i mean lots going on bronco hockey back this week yep um and it's Michigan. Yeah. And we've got Bronco basketball right on our heels, too. Yeah, that's coming up in November. I talked with Robin the other day about that, so we'll be putting those together. And that's awesome. Clayton Bates' first team that he has his full hands on. Yeah. And it's a young team. It is. So it could be. A, it, if they have a very productive year, it's going to be like hockey. Look at the following year. Yep, yep. So it's perspective. People, right. Sports fans got to have perspective. Correct. Give it time. So Correct. if they're doing the right things, that's what matters. If they're doing the wrong things, then you can complain. Right. Um, I don't got anything else, Jim. Do you got anything? I I don't. But I'll tell you what. When when uh, we're looking at Western Central on the on the third at Waldo. And I know we're all still fighting COVID and all of that, and people are leery to get out. The Broncos don't pull well, and it, it kind of it, it kind of discourages me because e- e- even in the PJ Fleck years, we only had one sellout, and that's when Michigan State came to town. And it it breaks my heart, you know. So it we see Waldo's a thirty thousand seat stadium, it is. guys. That's not a lot of people. No. And we don't want Central Michigan to bring their legions of whatever they bring. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You fill in the blanks on your own, kids. Um, (laughs) We want as many Bronco fans in the stadium as possible that night. I know it's a night game. I know it's in the middle of the week. It's a 7 o'clock kick. But, But hey. CMU. Yeah. So, we don't we don't want them to come down here and own us. So if you we get a chance, a, we need the twelfth man. Come to the game. Come to the game. Come and to stop the by game. the hits ninety six five yeah. Jack FM tailgate. Oliver and Oliver right behind Waldo. Right. Uh, I do have one more thing. We got to thank Zemlick. Yes. I can't believe I've gotten this far without thanking them, uh, making Bronco Nation possible. Uh, you could visit them zemlick.com. They're going to make all of your office needs possible. Uh, they've got plenty of daily specials. Um, Free offers, all kinds of stuff. Check them out here in Kalamazoo or, again, Zemlick, 
Com, but, and uh, special thanks to Rick Shields for his fabulous coffee. <laughs> and thank you to I'm trying to think of and, and thanks to Jim McKinney for filling in next, yes. uh, last week. I do appreciate it, but I'm back behind the wheels of steel this week. Oh wait, there are no more turntables. Never. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, thank you to the big voice, uh, Robin Hook. Yes. Um, yes. We've got some player interviews coming up. Uh, we've got the weekly press conference with uh, Coach Lester. And I've already seen the uh, pregame, uh, some of the pregame um, segments for this Saturday. It's worth a listen, my friends. So if you feel so inclined, stick around. We'll get to those player interviews in just a second. We'll come back and then uh, we'll set up the press conference. So we will talk to you guys in just a minute. Look at that young man go! Caleb, you got your second player of the week this week. Uh, can you walk us through your performance last week against Kane? I think it was a great team performance. I mean, uh, we ran the ball well. Guys up front did a good job, and guys on the perimeter made plays. I think it was a complete game uh, offensively, looking to move forward, looking to improve, and I thought the defense played as well, too, Get, creating turnovers, things of that nature. Uh, it was a great – I think it was our most complete game thus far. What's the energy of the group been like this week, um, just trying to stay focused? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we play, we got Toledo this week. You know, that's always a tough, hard-fought team. You know, we, we know they're going to play us tough. You know, we know that we got to be better this week. So, The offense has been so balanced this year. Can you talk about the importance and leadership of the veteran offensive line especially? Yeah, man, the, the big boys up front, that's where it starts. You know, uh, the game is one up front, you know, and, you know, the guys up front have been doing a great job this year. I'm um, excited to see the growth. Um, and I'm excited to see where this can go, man. You know, we got a tough stretch these last couple games in the Mac West. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'm ready to go. You've been able to spread the ball around however necessary to your skill guys. What's it like to have so many talented skill guys around you? Oh, uh, yeah, man. It's, it's, it makes my job easy. All I got to do is just get them the ball, let them do the rest, man. I mean, as you can see, man, they made a lot of plays this weekend in the backfield, on the perimeter. Tight ends are doing a good job getting involved, big blocks, making plays on in the, in the passing game as well. You know, it's exciting to see. All right, so uh, this week in practice, what have you been focusing on for Toledo, and what do you see out of, out of their talented defense? I mean, their defense is, is is pretty good. You know, they're athletic. They make plays. They, you know, they, they got a good perimeter. Um, looking forward to it. You know, just trying to find the matchups that we like, you know, and, and be able to get our guys the ball in space. You know, I'm excited to see. It's going to be a good matchup. Uh, you know, it always is. And so I'm looking forward to this weekend. Sky has been so good and so consistent this year. Um, when he's not, when he has a, a down game, which is rare, how nice is it to know that you have others you can you can go to? Yeah, I think I think you hit it pretty much right on the nose. He's been consistent, and I think that's what separates him um, as far as you know being an elite receiver. He's he's pretty consistent, and honestly, I think all our all our receivers are pretty consistent. You know, the guys make plays um, when their number is called, and that's something that you know as a quarterback it makes my life a lot easier just letting those guys be able to make plays. Last year's epic game here. Is there any way it could live up to that again this year? I mean, you never know, man. It's always tough playing Toledo. As I mentioned before, you know, the biggest thing is just trying to come out on top. Is, is that a game last year that you think you'll remember for, for years to come? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was probably one of the best moments of my life up to this point, no doubt. So how do you rate the defensive performance last week against Kent State? I think we performed well. We stepped up based off our last performance versus Ball State. Everybody flew around. There's still definitely some things we can improve on, but overall it was a better performance. I know you guys are ready for that crazy speed and that, you know, go-go offense. What was it like handling that? Uh, we prepared well in practice for it, but, you know, there's never anything like the game tempo. 
but we got as we replicated as close as we could in practice. So when we got in the game, we handled it pretty well. How do you think this week's going to be a little different against Toledo? What what do you see out of them? I see a good offense. They have a quality running back. He's been there for a while, and they're going to give you a little bit of everything, all types of run schemes. So you just got to use your IQ and play some quality football. What's what do you think's been some of the biggest? challenge or the biggest challenge this week prepping for for Toledo? Uh, once again, we're prepared for tempo because they have shown tempo at times, but it's just going to have to be disciplined really in run fits because they give you all different types of things and you got to, you know, most teams only specialize in one or two things, but they run everything pretty well. So you got to be ready for all of it. And so now you're, you're the team leader in tackles and the MAC leader in tackles for loss. You've been so consistent, and what do you attribute that to? Is it, has it been your preparation, uh, coaching? What What do you think? It's been a mix of everything. It's definitely been coaching because our coaches put us in great positions where we can play fast and not think, and it's also been preparation. And they stress that too, getting in the film, understanding your opponent, and it's just you know flying around and loving the game of football and just wanting to make plays and knowing you can make – you never know what play that – you're going to be in on the tackle. If you fly around, you'll get there more often. Seems like Toledo's played in some much lower scoring games than some of Western's games this year. What's your confidence level of being the type of defensive unit that can play in any type of game? I have a lot of confidence in our defense. I think we can, any team, our front seven complements our back end, and our back end complements our front seven. So um, I think we're capable of putting the stops on any offense and you forced three fumbles I believe this year is that something you've kind of emphasized or tried to focus on this year or has it just been a natural um, product of getting to the ball uh, teams with more turnovers usually have guys that run to the ball better so it's something we stress and we're always stressing in practice ripping out the ball and just trying to force turnovers because turnovers change the scope of the game where you can get your offense back on the field those things are game changing so we really want to make those type of plays. Come here, huddle! Coach, when you ready, you want to open up with a quick statement, then we'll take some questions. Uh, yeah, you know, um, it was obviously a great, great weekend. I want to thank uh, the crowd that came out. It was an electric atmosphere, a lot of, a lot of uh, alumni back for homecoming. Uh, student section was rocking, it really did. Our guys fed off it, I believe, and so I want to say thank you to that group for, for their tremendous support. and. Uh, you know, when our guys went on, they played. They played well. You know, and uh, we did a lot of played with great detail, and uh, didn't turn the ball over, and did a lot of great things. A lot we can work on, but uh, a lot of, a lot of small victories. You know, guys bouncing back from a rough game, and and uh, you know having some resiliency. So it was it was good. Now we're on to Toledo, a phenomenal football team, and um, you know we got to go there, Glass Bowl, which is a tough place to play, and uh, we're we're excited about the opportunity. Caleb Bellaby, uh, MAC Player of the Week, uh, bounced back uh, with a great game uh, from uh, the Ball State contest. Um, just talk about, after watching the film, what you saw from him and just how you kind of assess uh, where he's at in his career. Well, you know, I, playing quarterback and, and really just trying to become better at anything, it's, I always say it's like running on a treadmill. You know, the moment you stop, you get thrown off of it. Um, and he's getting better. You know, and I think his performance this weekend, I thought he was calm. I think he knew where he wanted to go. Uh, I think he, he missed a couple reads that I thought he was a little fast with his feet. I talked to him about it on the sideline. Uh, I put him in two really bad situations, terrible calls, 
you know, and he looked at me and I pointed at myself like that was not what I wanted to have happen. And he nodded, he knew, but he threw it away. You know, I, I took a shot and it didn't work. And, um, but he, but we were definitely in sync, you know, and uh, as far as where we were going, what we were trying to do. And I thought, uh, man, he, he can throw it. I mean, he threw a lot of strikes out there and, and that's, uh, he's, he's got a special gift that way. And, um, so he definitely grew, but we got, we got more to work on. He knows the little things we're working on and, and I've seen him work hard at it. Uh, Sky Moore uh, seems to really excel at pulling down contested catches. Um, what can you say about the way that he's playing uh, now in his third year in the program? He just continues to get better, right? As soon as you're like, oh, you know, he had a good freshman year, and then he seemed the next year, and you're like, wow, you know, he's really improved. And everyone sees him this year. I mean, he's just he's been like the way that way since the moment he got here. Uh, he came in, we we recruited him as an athlete, and uh, we needed a receiver, so he ended up he he was going to be a corner. Uh, we put him at receiver, and he started at Z, thinking there's, you know, that's the kind of the easiest one to play. And and then we watched him move and said, oh, we should move this guy to H. So we went to H, played that, the slot. Uh, and then we realized, like, wow, he's probably our best receiver. We're going to put him into the boundary. And as a freshman, he played in the boundary, which is hard to do in this offense, you know. And uh, and really just to mentally be a true freshman and play all three spots was, was amazing. So I knew he had the mental side. Uh, but man, his work ethic is crazy. You know, when he contested balls, goes up and gets the ball, and he's coachable, and and uh, it's it's fun to it's fun to have him out there. You know, when you're trying to look for um, plays and leverages, and just knowing the that there's really you try to get people in their wheelhouse when you're when you're calling plays and you know your matchups and you know your coverages. You're trying to get people to be run their best route. And I don't know if he has one that he's not good at, which is fun. You know, you just look at the coverage and call play for him. And uh, whereas not every receiver is like that. You know, some guys specialize in the post or the single move, double move. Some guys are stop and go. Some guys are stutter goes, you know. And so uh, it's pretty special to have a guy that can do pretty much any route and, uh, and excel at it. It's not very often that Toledo uh, goes into the glass bowl as an underdog. Um, you guys are favorites this week. Um, just talk about the challenge of um, you know playing in that in that building and the challenge that Toledo presents this week. I mean, I've never won there, player, coach, nothing, you know. So uh, it's tough, you know. They always have a good crowd. Uh, they always play well at home. They they play with great energy at home. They are super athletic. I mean, they are as athletic as a team as we've played. Pitt, maybe Michigan. You know, like they can they can flat out run at all positions. Their D line is phenomenal. Uh, what is it? 19 points a game? Like those are that's those are those are crazy numbers in this day and age of college football to be only giving up 19 points a game. And it's not like they haven't played anybody, Notre Dame. You know, and so uh, so yeah. So they it's it's a huge test for us. They've they've been in a ton of close games and 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 they could have easy, easily have six six wins you know, uh, with one touchdown a game and they're there. So uh, we're playing a phenomenal team at home and uh, and it's a challenge. It, it wakes you up in the morning, you know, so uh, it's uh, it's exciting to, to have that opportunity and, and to go in there and, and try to continue to, you know, be a better us, you know, than we were last week. How has the offense looked in practice this week and um, what's their mindset, you know, knowing the challenge at hand with that Toledo defense? I think they're excited about it, you know. I think uh, there are some similarities to what we're doing on defense and what they do on defense. I just think that the front, the fronts are, are unique. You know, we go against a pretty darn good front ourselves all training camp and all spring. Uh, you know, for sometimes for our old line, the break is Saturdays, you know, when you're going against Ralph Holly and those guys. And, 
and Fisk and Ollie and all of them, Marshawn and uh, Andre. So um, it's 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 going to be a challenge. You know, they're excited. You know, they rise. You know, those, those, this is the kind of game you want to be in. You know, we, as an offensive player, you know, to go against a really, really good defense that, that they've stopped pretty much everybody. They can cover. I think their corner, Womack, is – is as good as we've seen. I think he'll play on Sundays, I'm pretty sure, you know, and they can run. So uh, they got a great scheme. Last year when we played them, we really hadn't seen their defense yet. We've seen it more, so we definitely know more, which is nice. Uh, but nothing's going to come easy. You know, they're going to make you earn it. And uh, it's going to be a physical game. And and so it'll be it'll be a great, a great challenge for us. And our guys are excited about, you know, the opportunity to go against this defense. If there's one area on their team where maybe they're not um, up to their usual standard, it looks like to be the offensive line. Um, how important is it going to be for your guys to pressure the pocket and kind of, um, you know, reestablish that line of scrimmage when they try to run the ball? Yeah, you know, they've 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 struggled more than they have. I mean, Toledo is traditionally a, a offensive kind of a powerhouse, you know, and. Uh, they still have, they got Kobach, who's an unbelievable running back. I don't know if they're banged up at the O-line right now or not, but I'm sure they're going to get healthy. Everyone seems they'll get healthy for our weekend. You know, I think Ball State got like their four of the five back that, that weekend. So they might all be back. Uh, they've been rotating two quarterbacks, and they went with just one last weekend. Oh, who's a runner, you know? Uh, and he throws it too, but he's definitely brings it brings an element to the run game, uh, which, which will be difficult to stop. And... Uh, and then they always have wideouts that can run around. So, um, you know, people have been keeping them off, off rhythm a little bit. You know, some of that's some breakdowns of the O-line. But uh, you just got to keep them off rhythm because we all know when they get in rhythm what that offense can do quickly, you know. And so, uh, and the added element, I think about, you know, I know Coach Candle, and he's great offensively, you know. So now yeah, you just gave him a running quarterback. So he's he's got more more things they can do, you know. So I'm sure he's in the lab coming up with more things and make it harder to stop. So it's it's going to be a challenge. Our defense is excited. We got to get, you know, whoever is at quarterback every week, you try to try to get them uncomfortable. You know, that's what happened to Caleb at Ball State. Like you get on, it's hard. It happened to me. You know, you got to try to get get, you know, get make it a tight pocket and and make him make throws with people in his face. And uh, hopefully, no matter who plays quarterback, we're able to do that. You mentioned Daquan Finn's ability as a runner. Uh, he and Carter Bradley obviously have both seen a lot of snaps at quarterback for Toledo. Um, how hard is it to game plan defensively for two quarterbacks with such different styles? Well, you know, the when it comes to the RPO game and the pass game, it's the same with both of them. You know, uh, the run game is the only thing that's different. You know, they, they second half of last game, they, you know, they had some more true design runs like the quarterbacks the running back and the running backs the fullback now you know and so uh you know so there are some run game issues that you're gonna have to deal with when Daquan's in there uh but when it comes to the passing game they're gonna do what they do run game they're gonna do what they do when it comes to uh getting getting Kobeck his his uh his touches and he's a great player so uh so yeah it's really just in the in the run game you gotta make sure you know when Daquan's in because of some of the stuff he can do with his feet then looking back at, at your offense, you had more uh, more yards and more points than any other FBS team this past week. Uh, got over 300 yards passing and rushing. Um, how do you sort of keep that balance uh, and, and the success that it brought uh, going against, again, that Toledo defense? Yeah. Uh, just keep the process the same, you know. Um, we, we had a good plan last week. You know, we did make some adjustments offensively. 
um, and and it helped, I think. And uh, so we're going to keep those going, and, and we're going to make sure we we do the same process because we like I said we changed the process a little bit, uh, and and it worked. So so we're going to continue the process, and um, you know, and hopefully hopefully find that rhythm again. You know, we got to get Caleb in rhythm. Uh, and, and then get the run game going and, and commit to it. We got to make sure we, we give our running backs a real good chance and our old line a chance. And, and I think when we do that, it opens up everything else for us, you know? So, uh, so I, I was, obviously he was working on Saturday, you know? Um, and we got we to gotta find that rhythm again. We had, we had, I think we had it at Pitt. We've, we found it at times, so but we got to keep it consistent. Ellaby uh, took a bit of a, of a gamble there on his touchdown run in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Uh, already up four scores. Did you did you like the aggression from the quarterback, or would you maybe like to see him uh, uh, slide and make sure he doesn't take a hit there? Uh, I mean, no one touched him. I mean, he, he went untouched. I mean, if he would have gotten hit while he was going in the end zone, maybe. But he went in standing up, you know. But I mean, I called a pass play. It was third and eight. Uh, we called uh, we called an RPO and and they covered it. You know, and his job is to just go get, you know, we were right on the edge of field goal range. So I want him to go get to the line of scrimmage or gain a couple of yards if this doesn't work. I didn't know it was going to open, you know. And I, I talked to him about that and asked him what he was doing. And I was more upset about his ball security. Could have been better. You know, he really was swinging the ball kind of low and wide. And and, uh, and that's what we need to get fixed. But the aggressiveness, you know, you got to let him play. You know, and he slid earlier on in the game. and. Uh, he took one hit because he made a bad read, and I told him, "You're gonna learn. You you make a bad read, you deserve to get hit. You know, you're gonna learn. That's a great way to learn." Uh, he was a little quick with his feet, sped red, ended up having a scramble, got about four or five yards earlier in the game, and took a shot from the side. And uh, it's the best way to learn. You know, every time you're wrong, you get hit by a 300-pound guy. You know, uh, you learn quickly. So, uh, so yeah, I was I'm, I'm just glad. I want to get him in rhythm, get him in flow, let him play. Have fun. We have fun. Oh, we had a blast on the sideline. Me and him working together a little bit, and uh, so it was good. You had a positive turnover differential once again on Saturday, uh, forcing a takeaway without giving up the ball at all. Um, how how important is that going to be, especially this weekend against uh, against Toledo? I mean, it's huge. It's I mean, look at the look at the the Ball State game. Kind of tells the story. You know, you turn the ball over four times, can't win. You hold on to the ball. You're going to be in every game, and. Uh, you know, we're, we're not, um, what's the word? We're not too safe with the ball. I mean, we throw it. We throw it one-on-one to take shots. And so, um, you know, it's, it's easier to, to control the ball when you run it all the time. But we, we throw the ball, and, and he's smart with it. He knows where to put it. He's extremely accurate. Uh, but this team will take the ball away from you now. They got this as good a DB group as we've seen. So, uh, so it's going to be a challenge in the past game, and we got to make sure they're going to hit you. They play extremely hard. And uh, so we're going to have to make sure our running backs are protecting the ball and Caleb's protecting the ball because it definitely could change the game quickly. And then Nick Mahalik hit three field goals uh, in Saturday's win, did miss an extra point. How are you liking uh, how he's looked at kicker so far? He's done a great job, you know. I mean, I think everyone's kind of noticed that he's uh, he's kind of found a rhythm. And, and, I mean, shoot, today, they were 100% today, both of them, in practice. We've never gone – I mean, I think one other time. we. I mean, not a missed field goal in our team period. And they, they hammered all of them, him and Parker. And, and I think they're starting to get a little bit of, you know, rhythm and confidence. And it's been fun to, you know, when you, when you need points, you know, that we're, we're at least walking out of the field goal or out of the red zone with three, you know. And, and so, um, you know, kudos to him for keeping us in the game and, and getting points. And, and, um, and I know I think he's enjoying it, you know, too, a little bit because 
think we only punted once. He only got to punt once. So, uh, but he got kicked a lot of extra points and field goals. So hopefully we can keep him doing those jobs. Coach, you're only three weeks into the conference season and there's only one team without a conference loss and that team was picked last in the <laughs> division before the season. Mm -hmm. What's going on in this league? I, I feel it's always like, I mean, it's especially in the West. I mean, the Mac West has been like this. I mean, I told our players, I've said this before, you know, eight of the last 10 games we've played, not including this year, last two years, eight of eight of the 10 Mac West games we've played have come down to the last drive. So uh, every single Mac West game is a battle, you know, and, and anytime, um, you know, you play and we didn't play, we just played a Mac East team, but we're going to play a Mac West team now, one of the one of the good ones. I mean, every game matters. Every team knows each other. They're all. Very talented, very well coached. So it's, I mean, there's five weeks left. It's going to be wild like it always is. And, and we just got to worry about us and, and, and keep getting better every single week because there is there is not going to be one easy week, you know, and that's, uh, that's part of the fun of being in this division. Looked like you were back in the saddle calling the plays last week. How did that go and how do you plan moving forward in that area? I did. I haven't called a game in two years, but I did last week. And uh, it was fun. It was, uh, it was tiring. You know, because it takes a lot of lot of film time to to be able to call plays the way I've always called plays my whole life. I've called for 15 years, kind of stepped back the last two years and just called a couple of plays a game. But I felt like with a game plan last week, you know, I, I felt like it was time to take over and and it, it worked. I'm obviously a lot more engaged with Caleb and what we're doing and why we're calling this and we're going to change this. And I drew some things up in the sand, you know, on on, on or on the dirt, I guess you'd say, on the sideline, the turf. Um, but yeah, it was fun calling game again. I mean, that's that's what I've done my whole life. So uh, it was it was good. Not getting out of here at two in the morning because I got to watch five hours of film in a dark room by myself to get to get the game plan in my head because I don't like to look at my script. I want it in my pocket and just call it. It should be in my head. Um, I also got to be the head coach too. So other than than the tiring part of it, I I had so much fun on Saturday, and. Um, and everybody helped. Everyone was involved. Uh, some of the big plays were called by guys upstairs, and uh, it was a really good rhythm by the whole offensive staff. I think Caleb had fun too. Are you going to keep doing that? I think so. Yeah. I mean, and it really depends on. I mean, that that game plan last week was my game. I mean, it was. I've called that game with that offense a hundred times. I mean, I called. I've called that game at Elmhurst, and I mean, at a lot of places I've been. Uh, it was very, very similar to our Elmer's College offense, and I'd seen that defense. I knew the answers to the answers to the next answer, and I knew how they were going to adjust and have the next answer. And uh, So really, as we, as we figure out what's going to give us the best chance of winning, uh, I'll, can, I'll keep including my other coaches that, to help me in certain scenarios and certain personnels and certain situations. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think you can score 64 and then not, not plan on calling it, you know? so. Uh, so yeah, my plan is to probably this week keep keep it going. How does Slido's defense compare to say Pitt or maybe San Jose or some of the teams you've played? I mean, I think up front they're they're like Pitt. I mean, they're physical. I mean, they play hard. I mean, hard. I don't know if we played against a team that plays as hard. Uh, I think '97 from Michigan played as hard as these guys. You know what I mean? I mean, they just play hard, and it's they got really good. Defensive front and smart linebackers that can run, and a bunch of DBs that have played a ton of football that can play coverage. So it's, I think it's, it's a, probably the biggest challenge we faced. You know, um, 
and it's going to going to be a great challenge. Our guys are excited about it, and uh, and but it's not going to <laughs> nothing's good. They don't they make nothing come easy. I mean, they helped was Ball State at twelve points, something like that, and they got a bunch of veterans on that team too. So it's it's going to be a battle, and we're going to have to make plays. So it's going to be I, I'm we're all excited about the opportunity, and and uh, give them all the credit in the world. They've done a great job, and and their D coordinator, I think he's in his second year, has done a phenomenal job, and. Uh, so it's a huge challenge. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bronco Nation podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.